Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things pop culture related. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by the man himself, Devin, and a special guest. But before we get into that really quick, in this episode, we are going to be reviewing Space Jam, A New Legacy. And before we begin today's podcast, you can listen to our show on platforms on podcast platforms, excuse me, around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. Again, that is Optics with an X. And let me actually introduce our first guest, our actually to the show ever. This is Patrick. How are you doing? How do you pronounce your last name really quick? I just want to make sure. Oh, just do it just like Warren Beatty. It works just the same. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is awesome. No problem. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> so how, how's your week been, man? And it's it's only Tuesday for everyone. And it's just it's been it feels good. like a well, lot. I've been listening to some film optics, to be honest with you. I've been catching up on I watched uh well, I listened to um last episode, which was it was the Netflix film that came out this weekend with um that? Karen Gillan. Gun, yeah, milkshake. Gunpowder Milkshake. Yeah. 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 I watched that uh, last night while I was eating chili and depressed. And I was like, am I in a fever dream? <laughs> this is the weirdest movie you could watch if you're like half asleep. And you're like, what? Just have it. There's a bowling alley. But yeah, you, you guys, I love your your uh, stuff and your back and forth. And I'm excited to be on to talk about Space Jam. Oh, thank you so much for the kind words, Welcome man. to the jam. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, Devin, how are you doing today, man? You're, you're back in the OHIO, I see. I am. Back, oh. in, back in the hometown. Just How's like LeBron, feeling? I came home. Oh, but see, yeah. LeBron left for good. but <laughs> They could have read that. <laughs> but he, but he came back. <laughs> that is very, very true. But yeah, man, it's, man, it's, it's crazy. It's. Uh, so this for everyone out there listening, this is my third <laughs> Space Jam review. I did a written review for uh, In Session Film. I was a part of there. It was also a part of In Session Films podcast where we talked Space Jam one and two. But I'm back here today, and this you must have it memorized by now. <laughs> I don't know about that. I've only watched I'm it twice. Him he I should w- go the exact opposite in this one, and just go the, uh, complete whatever, whatever he was saying. Yeah. And just say the exact opposite. <laughs> just give three complete different reviews, and just confuse the heck out of everyone, and be like, "This guy's crazy." But yes, we are back talking about more Space Jam. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure there's things I haven't said already that. I haven't said, but it's it's just it is what it is. But anyway, without further ado, let's get into our Space Jam review right after this. I need to assemble an elite team. You need a dream team. I'll take it from here. Sam, shoot the ball. Let's try that again, shall we? We'll get your son back. I promise. What's happening? All right. And we are back in our Space Jam, a new legacy review. And the synopsis is as followed. A rogue artificial intelligence kidnapped uh, the... I'm sorry. (laughs) Every single time I hear that intro that I did, I was like, it's like, Sam, shoot the ball. I'm like, okay, it's hokey. But I I, I don't know. I, I just crack up every time. Anyway, an an artificial intelligence 
kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, who has to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game. Oh my gosh. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Another basketball game with the Looney Tunes gang. And in this review, of course, we have LeBron James playing as himself, directed by Malcolm D. Lee and uh, written by a few people around four to five writers, but for the sake of time, Justin Taylor and Keegan Kugler. And this film, like I said, star Le- stars LeBron James, Don Cheadle, Zendaya, and more. So, um, man, oh, man, this review has really been um, – <laughs> a lot of critics have been dragging this through the mud like crazy. But since I've talked about this for a bit, I'm going to take a backseat for a second here. Devin, actually, no, let's start with our guest, Patrick. What oh, are shit. your initial oh, thoughts? Can you swear in this? I'm sorry. Um, we we're trying to move away from it. So, shoot. yeah. If if, shoot if you ball. can help, I yourself. said shoot. Yes. Okay, there you go. There you go. Shoot. But yeah, Patrick, <laughs> let everyone know your initial reactions. Okay, so here's my thing with Space Jam: A New Legacy. I definitely, after seeing it the first time, was not as harsh as what. Twitter and and social media media ended up being over the weekend. However, it's not to say that some of the criticisms aren't a little more warranted than maybe some people would give them credit for. For instance, the marketing, the, the let's just make this an HBO max ad pretty prevalent. And like, I really hated the emoji movie. And for some reason, I just didn't hate this one as much. I don't know if it's because I like the first Space Jam and this had like the nostalgic feel. And it's like, oh, cool. That When are you ever going to see the penguin from Batman Returns front and center just staring you in the face? You like, got a lot of screen time. That's so much. And Mr. <laughs> Freeze, too. But no DC Universe characters aside from Wonder Woman. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. They really hate their universe. Oh, like in, in the crowd. Yeah, they you had see, I feel, Justice League, but there was yeah. no nothing that was like Zack Snyder's created stuff. Even Wonder Woman was animated instead. Yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't even voiced by Gal Gadot. That's so weird. I think it was, it was uh, Rosario Dawson, I believe. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, and but, she has voiced her before and and kills it too. But I'm uh, sorry, like I don't know. I think this was a good film for kids, but. If you're going in thinking like, I'm excited to be pleased as an adult watching this movie, you're probably not going to get that. But you'll probably have some fun jokes like the Mad Max joke had me rolling like that was amazing. OK. All right. Uh, Devin, I'm going to uh, guess pass it over to you. <laughs> yes. You, you know me. I'm, I'm a big LeBron fan. So I was I was kind of looking forward to this going into it. Um, and I have to agree with what Patrick said. He nailed it with the um, it's a kid's movie. Like at the end of the day, we have to remember that it's made for kids. Like as much as we want it to be made for us because of the nostalgia for the first one, it's, it's really not for us. But, um, as far as the, the whole Warner brothers advertisement complaint, um, it's, it's definitely prevalent in the movie, but I kind of found those to be the more enjoyable parts. Like when they were going through the different planets of the different like franchises they have, like I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty fun. It's it kind of like that. Um, that fairly odd parents episode where they, what was it called? Where they went through the, the TV <laughs> and going through the, the different yeah. shows. Yeah. What I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Went into? It, it was, it was, it was an old school, like special. I know exactly what Devin's. I can't what remember Devin's what it's called. Talking. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about and I, I have to figure out what that was. I fairly odd parents is still going strong. Apparently. <laughs> but, 
But um, I, for for my initial thoughts, I I actually do disagree with how it's it's just made for kids because the way I see it is that you put LeBron James in this movie, n- not even. Let me back up for a second. So. For obviously, this is a second Space Jam, and the first Space Jam, the idea was there because of a commercial with Bugs Bunny playing with Michael Jordan, and then you okay, you know, you make the movie, it you know does its job, '90s kids love it, and then you hear another one's coming out. It's been, gosh, I think it came out in '97, I believe. So it has been some time since we've had another Space Jam, and I I just feel like. They're like, hey, like, remember the first one? Well, we're going to make another one. Obviously, the nostalgia kicks in with all the 90s kids. And the fact that it is LeBron James and, like, a lot of kids today did not grow up with LeBron James. Like, you know, our our generation, millennials and 90s kids, we, you know, remember the 18-year-old playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, moving over to, you know, the Heat, going back to the Cavs, winning that championship. And then, you know, now he is assumingly, you know, finishing the rest of his career out with the Lakers. But that's just how I viewed it because I feel like, yes, it is a kid's movie, but I feel like it is still targeted towards us, not just for nostalgia because, I mean, like we know who LeBron James is. We didn't grow up with Michael Jordan, but we know who we knew who Michael Jordan was. But it's kind of it's it's weird because with Michael Jordan in the first one, you know, he was kind of in between careers and whatnot. And then him coming back, you know, to play basketball and, you know, after his, I guess you can call not so great minor league um, baseball career, you know, to honor um, his father. But I, I, I do understand that. Yes, it is for kids, but I, I don't think it's just marketed towards kids for that reason, but that's just my two cents on it. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's just weird, but. We bring I, up a I good guess point that's... because all of the all of the characters that you're seeing in the back, like I said, I loved the penguin. What kid yeah. is watching that being like, oh, Danny DeVito penguin, awesome. Like yeah. it's clear that <laughs> like the clockwork orange stuff, even the reference to can we can we ref can we reference anything potentially? Yeah, um well let's um yeah, I let's have just asked all of this stuff. No, 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 you're too, totally fine. Starstruck. It's like no, <laughs> you're totally fine. Because we usually do like a non-spoiler section, so we'll get we'll get into it. Here in a second. Um, a world in black get, and white. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any kid will understand. Like that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Mad Max. There's no way they'll get that. That was only for Harry us. Potter, maybe. but Harry Potter, for sure. They'll get that. And that's why they were also cartoons when that one was happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, it's a, it just, a lot of it felt like corporate synergy. And maybe that's the thing that rubs people the wrong way. It's like, this just feels like you're trying really hard to market something to me. And... I don't know. Don't do that. And maybe let LeBron have more than one take. Yeah. He's a busy like, man. I know he's he was decent in train wreck. <laughs> yeah, he was. Decent maybe they in... were like, go for a little bit. But this one, he yeah. was like, I said, we're done. And then just went to the next scene. <laughs> he's a very busy man. He was with one take and he's done. <laughs> That's why majority of his take, like I was watching, um, Oh my God. Screen rants, uh, the, the pitch thing that they, they exactly. do back and forth. And they're like, Oh yeah. You know, look, LeBron's a busy man. Like we can't do more than one take. And the reason why, you know, majority of the film, or at least the first like half of the film is animated is because, you know, it's easier for him to do 
like an entire day's work within like an hour or two versus actually acting everything out on the human side. And it's like, I, I thought it was yes. kind of, I literally just got done watching it <laughs> and I was just dying of laughter. I do think the animated parts are definitely the, the strongest parts. Yeah. Agreed. The draft day sequence was the best. Yeah. Like, but Rick the and Morty <laughs> thing, it didn't freak me out Sonic style. Like it worked, yeah. it worked pretty much in the same way that Detective Pikachu did. Like nothing was terrifying. Yeah, I think that yeah. went pretty smoothly. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, um, you know, before we get into spoilers, what did you think about the the 3D versus 2D? Because obviously, you know, this is, yes, for a newer generation in a way. And it's, you know, it's more that, hey, you know, we don't see a lot of like hand-drawn or just 2D animation films or TV shows that much anymore. And it's like, you know, the Looney Tunes... And all, I'll get into that when we get into the spoilers because I'm getting way ahead of myself. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on, like from initial reaction before we get into spoilers? Don Cheadle was great. He was my MVP for the whole thing. Like he he basically carried the entire movie. To be honest, yeah, he kind of he kind of <laughs> had to. <laughs> like we working. need a skilled actor in here to. <laughs> he was like easy gig. I get to work with LeBron. How many lines do I have? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I will say between between the new Space Jam and the older one, the major difference, like, yes, the, the new one has a more structured story, but it does feel like the Looney Tunes are a second rated character. It is more about LeBron and his family, whereas in the first one, the Looney Tunes <laughs> were on the forefront. And it just, and you know, everyone else kind of came after. So it's, it's definitely more of a, a, I guess, LeBron movie than it is a Looney Tunes movie, but I watched these for the Looney Tunes. But another question is like, how many kids out there even know who the Looney Tunes are? Are they really paying attention to those older IPs that Warner Brothers has been sitting on for ages? You know, they bring out the Looney Tunes every so often. I think there's a few news shows on HBO Max. And um, when, when we were talking with In Session Film, I had said that I think all 31 seasons of Looney Tunes is on HBO Max, which is insane. I didn't realize there was that many. Like, I knew there was a lot, but I was like, Mother of God, like 31, like that is a lot. Yeah. But like, it's, it's just, I guess it's weird. It, it is a mixed bag of just emotions, nostalgia, you know, the commercialing, and it's just crazy altogether. But Devin, anything else you wanted to say before we uh, dive on into spoilers? Let's get into spoilers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning again. Effect. This is your second spoiler warning here on the Film Optics Podcast. So if you haven't seen Space Jam by now, I mean, this is going to be dropping on a <laughs> literally a week before, I mean, after the movie comes out. Um, you know, box office wise, it's been, I guess, killing, quote unquote, killing Black Widow in its second um, weekend. But we'll get into that in a bit. But again, if you haven't seen it yet, turn back. Go watch it. Come back and listen to the rest of the show. But I wanted to turn it back over to Patrick. So, man, oh man, this uh, <laughs> this this movie. When it comes to the cameos and just the overall mm. jokes, like how how did you feel? How they handled the humor of this movie? It was weird. Like they picked some weird IP to put front and center, right? Like regardless of what what they were doing with the Iron Giant and like when they actually went into the worlds, which I want to know which worlds were your guys' favorites. <laughs> I think that honestly, the 
the the Mr. Freeze in the bathrobe just like standing <laughs> right next to him, like yeah. Or um, what were the? I think the flying monkeys were just hanging around somewhere. Yeah, yeah the, all the characters like, that were courtside were were very strange looking. Very strange and very old. It's like yeah. who is what? Who is this movie for? There, there's just choices that you would think maybe like for if someone was in a meeting with a lot of people and we're like, let's make this for both kids and adults, and they wrote down stuff. That's kind of what this is, where where there wasn't really a, a an attention to like how do we make this feel like more for it but let's just put in adult and kid things then it's for adults and kids does that make sense yeah 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 it really does because it's like like you said who's the movie for it it is there's so many references like i saw the animaniacs for like a hot second i think they were like it would have been so cool to show up i that's and that's what i was hoping this entire time like leading up to this movie it was like oh my gosh the animaniacs have to make some kind of like funny cameo because you know the resurgence of the show it's back it's on hulu it's fantastic like why would you not i understand it's steven spielberg's and the animaniacs but you know it's it's the warner brothers and the warner sisters so why would you not but like i much much like every warner brothers property they are (laughs) underutilized (laughs) yeah and i mean going through i think i think uh bugs bunny called it draft day when you know he's like LeBron James is like, oh, he's like, I have to save my son. And, you know, he has a stacked cast of like, you know, who he wants on his team, like the Iron Giant, King Kong, Superman, Superman first pick. <laughs> yeah. Superman first pick. There you go. And it's just, you know, Bugs, as we find out, you know, he is the only tune left in Tune World. Uh, Algae Rhythm. <laughs> Algae, Algae Rhythm. <laughs> that name. It's, it's just. Yeah, it's it's a name. That's the one thing I was like, I can get with this. Like, I'll go with this for sure. Don Cheadle, you're yeah. having fun. Exactly. He was definitely having fun. He really was. He was probably the most animated villain since I remember from like, even from like Looney Tunes back in action with um, Steve Martin playing the villain. Like, obviously oh, it was totally. so over the top, but, you know, he was having a great time. And that's what, um, you know, Don Cheadle kind of like resembled for me. It's like, you know, he's here, he's having a ball and he's just giving it his all. But I, I really like how they it's weird because it's it's almost as if Warner Brothers is like, hey, like we know that our audience kind of like forgot about the Looney Tunes. Bugs is the only person left in Tune World and Algae Rhythm is kind of like, I guess, encourage all the other tunes to move on to other properties. And I do agree with De- agree with Devin, like the draft day sequence when, you know, they're going to each world, you know, um, <laughs> you had uh, Daffy Duck and Porky Pig and, uh, you know, DC World and um, Lola Bunny and, you know, Themyscira and uh, Tasmanian Double was with uh, Rick and Morty, which was did <laughs> was not really expect good. that whatsoever. <laughs> right. Absolutely loved it. But uh, to answer your, uh, uh, to, uh, excuse me, to answer your question, Patrick, I probably would say. The I think the Themyscira between Themyscira and Game of Thrones, those are like nice. my two favorites. But of then, course, Game of Thrones, Falkhorn, Lake. I, I don't know. Oh, but so, like, oh, so winter's coming. Yeah, I'll say it, winter is coming. <laughs> it was a quick little cameo, but it's like there's so many. But I loved how Lola just got her own like you know trial sequence. And yeah, just, I really like that they they added Zendaya into to give it some some flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Patrick, what, what about you? Oh, do you know, I was, I was thinking like one of the most, 
And you might not agree with me and probably think that it was emotional, but to me it was kind of an unintentionally hilarious scene. It's towards the end, the, the goon squad and they, they basically figured out like LeBron is going to let everybody be whoever they want, do all the stuff. And they're Mm. at a break. And like LeBron is like purposely being like, Oh, are we the best friends? I love you guys. We're doing things. Blah, blah, blah. And like Don Cheadle's looking over really pissed off. And (laughs) when he brings LeBron's son over and literally like dresses him down, like to a level that's, pretty like aggressively abusive verbally and it cuts to LeBron and he's not moved one inch. He is yeah. all the way across <laughs> and he just goes like, he just makes the sternest look like just, I don't know about that. Like looking at a kid that's about to break something. <laughs> I don't know, but he does nothing. And it's like, dude, that's your kid. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. It's like he, it's like he could see something was happening, but couldn't hear any of it. So he didn't really <laughs> want to react. He's just like that looks pretty rough. <laughs> I don't know what exactly is happening, but I don't think I like it. It's oh maybe I was gosh. like, you can't do any anything else. Come on, like run at him. <laughs> Be like, don't talk to my kid like that. Anything. Yeah, it's I, I know it's it's easy to say LeBron can't act, but it's his performance. But, but Michael Jordan couldn't either. I, yeah, but it's totally. with. But they didn't Michael make Jordan. Michael Jordan do a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in front of a green screen. And I think yeah. what for what he was given, LeBron it just went for felt, it. yeah, it felt just more, his performance felt more natural. Like, no, like him and like all the other basketball stars, you know, even with Larry Bird. And I mean, got a lot of, uh, you know, Bill Murray making, making a, uh, you know, a, uh, I, I was actually going to bring that up. I think that's one of the big things this one is missing is like yes. the Bill Murray type character. Oh, we got the Bill Murray type character. We got Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. For, <laughs> for three seconds. I, I actually I was, did think that was pretty funny. It yeah, was a good joke, though. It really yeah. was. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, like, I was wondering, are they going to have a Michael Jordan cameo? I'm like, well, probably not. And then, uh, you know, Savarsa was like, hey, I, I found Michael Jordan. Maybe he can help us. And then it's just Michael B. Jordan. With we couldn't get Michael A. Jordan. We got Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that was the funniest. That was probably, that, that did make me chuckle. And I was yeah. like, okay, you, you, you did your job, Warner Brothers. Congratulations. Yeah, I think this movie could have used like a Bill Murray type to go with like the LeBron straight man. To go yeah. against that. That's why it works so well. They were trying to use Lorel as that, and and yeah. he just couldn't really, really bounce off the other though. sports announcer that well. It, it just wasn't working. I like the uh, Warner Brothers security guard. <laughs> <But it's- laughs> His brother's like looking for LeBron and everything, and he's like, "This guy's invading my personal space, and he lost LeBron." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's you know, it's over the top, but I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's just a, I I do agree with you though, Patrick. It's um, yeah. But weirdly, I had fun still. It's still I at did. The end, I, I wasn't did. like because I feel like I'm crapping on this, but at the end, it was like. But still, it's not it's not harmful. Like it's not a yeah. People are say, people are trying to say it's like the advertising of Warner Brothers is just it's so harmful. But I found it pretty harmless at the end. Yeah, emoji movie was harmful. Every <laughs> moment of that, when they went into Pinterest world and Twitter sphere, I was like, "I'm going to run out and throw a theater chair in the." Street. I'm glad I never watched that. One. I never watched it either. <laughs> uh, it, look, saved it, saved you the synopsis. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch a you know a screen rant video on it. I'm sure. But oh, that'd yeah, be great. It, I bet he's got a good one. <laughs> man, oh man! But so I'm I'm trying to figure out. For Space Gemini Legacy, you know, we've kind of talked about like who's it for. 
but like I I do agree with both of you guys are saying it's it's not as bad as what critics are giving it and I I it's, didn't it's still not great by any means. No. Like I don't hate it. That's might, such might a not even be good. No. <laughs> I I but love I, guess, I love how we're backtracking and praising at the same time. We're like it's garbage but we're okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll it I mean I you know if if you know, if the people listen to a conversation over in session film, like I, I had a blast talking about, you know, this in the first space jam. And I mean, it, it was two hours long, but it didn't really feel like it. It That's felt long too. to me. I'm not going to lie. It, I it felt like, it, I felt like it could have been an hour and 30, like the first 30 minutes. Did yeah. The not first 30 hard. were pretty rough. I was waiting for them to Until get, they get animated. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But it's, I, I guess I wanted to ask you guys, do you think this will have more of a resurgence of Looney Tunes uh, fandom in a way. Yeah, I mean, for, obviously like, that's, that's what they're hoping for. We're yeah, going to see so I many just... Tweety Bird cosplays. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Next year. Oh, look out. Halloween <laughs> is going to be crazy. It's going to be new Harley Quinn and then Tweety Bird. And yes. Fair Street. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's for, for this movie for, I, I'm, I'm not much of a box office person. I don't normally, Check the box office. That De- Devin's more of the, I guess, uh, math whiz when it comes to that stuff, and you know he he looks more at the numbers than I do. But I I'm just I'm surprised that people are like like actually crapping on this movie more than I think it really deserves. I mean, like you guys said, it's 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 okay, not great, <laughs> but I I still think that like Le- I think not LeBron. I think Michael Jordan had the better performance because it just felt more natural, even though, no, he's not a good actor whatsoever, but it's just like, I think it was, it was a scene towards the very beginning when, you know, uh, LeBron's outside with his sons, you know, they're playing with the basketball and LeBron, he was just, he's like, can't be great without putting it in work. And then he just like pauses for a second. And then like, it's just like a stone cold (laughs) face the entire time. I'm like, Yo, what is this movie right he now? The whole, the whole movie. Except for, yeah. no, he doesn't. That's a lie. When he starts goofing off, it, really when he gets goofy, the movie gets fun. Yeah. Like, and that, you, was, that was like the message of the whole movie that they were trying to portray. Yeah, but just, they spend so much time fun. like not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if they did it earlier. I don't know. Maybe a minute he got to Toonville, he like regained how much he loves being weird and just kept going. But then the game came up and he's like, all right, got to be serious again. I don't know. Yeah. I did like the conflict between Bugs and uh, LeBron there for a bit because, you know, LeBron mm-hmm. wanted to do it his way. And then Bugs is like, oh, you're that kind of king. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, there's a little bit of a tension there, but then they like quickly get over it. But I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think of, I guess, since, you know, since it is Looney Tunes, they didn't start really become more Looney until, you know, second half of the game. What did you guys think of like Notorious P.I.G. and, Everything else that kind of wrapped into that was <laughs> that was interesting to say the least. I don't really know what to feel about that. <laughs> I want to know who like they he set was it up just to, to have the the meme happen at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that uh, clip came out before. I think Warner Brothers did release that prior to. Which I mean, I was kind of bugged by that, and I really don't like when studios start doing that. It's like, oh, catch the first fifteen minutes on Twitter or YouTube, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I mean, you know, rather whether you want to see it in theaters or at home, I think you should see it on a bigger screen. <laughs> yeah, but not the, not through Snapchat. You mean? Oh man, yeah, I I saw that. That what is We're it? Still is doing it Quibi, Quibi, right? 
Quibi strikes again. <laughs> it never dies. Vero's going to show up soon. Oh my! Oh, Zack Snyder's <laughs> favorite media. Why wasn't platform. that the screener for Justice League? Brought to you by Vero. I mean, it, it fits the aspect ratio yeah, perfectly. The <laughs> the yes, got him. I'm oh, that was not the whole over reason. That. That's the whole reason they did it, and they never told I you. I swear, it's he was like, "Yeah, get rid of the black bar so people can really see it." I'm like, "Bro, I know what 16 by nine looks like." And at the end, the, like the studios are like, "We can't do that, Zach. We have to put it out on HBO Max." And you're fine. <laughs> Even then, I was so I was hoping that like that movie was like full screen, I can see everything. It's like, no, nope, we're just getting black bars, and I'm like. That's honestly fine. I mean, I get it. You know, it's IMAX screen, even though I don't have an IMAX screen at home. It's fine. But uh, Patrick, what did you think about, I guess, the second half when it came to, you know, Wiley Coyote and Notorious P.I.? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, Wiley Coyote's <laughs> moment was my favorite, I think, where he mm. loaded up the stuff and put the seeds on the button for uh, Roadrunner to show up and just start going crazy. Yeah. And then at like the, there's one shot that's like a under underneath him where he's just like looking as all of like the basketballs are going over him. And he looks like just this mad Titan. that's like watching yeah, chaos. And so proud. That, that was one of my favorite shots of the whole movie. I was like, okay, that's awesome. That's, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and the rest was really good. Yeah. Grandma had a lot more stuff. I feel like in this movie than she had in any of the other ones. Like yeah. She, I, I actually forgot she was a thing in, until this movie. Like, forgot yeah, she was they a really relied on granny getting a lot of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I was going to say my my favorite like of the world they went to was the Matrix one with Granny. Oh, Matrix you know, yeah, I forgot to ask you, Devin. I'm sorry, that was my fault. Yeah, that that one was great, just because it. I don't know. I really love how they kind of just like warped everything. It's like, hey, like let's cross over our IPs just because we can. Like it was a really really fun moment. Like unfortunately i did see a little bit of the roadrunner wiley coyote scene on twitter prior because you know with it releasing on hbo max there's always going to be piracy and you know people releasing certain clips of the movie but um i was really glad that the granny you know um speedy gonzalez scene didn't get ruined because i thought that was really really yeah that was great great stuff but was there anything you guys wanted to talk about that I know I've been blabbering here forever and I keep saying I'm done talking about Space Jam and here I am, you know, ranting about Space Jam. But uh, Patrick, anything you wanted to bring up? Uh, I mean, I wish there was more. I don't know how much involvement Ryan Coogler had with any of this, but maybe a little more, a little more like direct oversight for some of the story elements could have been punched up. Because I think that when you look at it like line by line, the, the elements with the son and the father is really good. And I think that the whole let's redesign what this is to make it a little bit more video game like. That's a cool new touch that I wasn't expecting this movie to really go into. But the point system, I have no idea what the stakes are in this game. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's they talked about that on screen. <laughs> exactly. It's like I have no clue. And I said that right after the movie, too. It's like there's no way that I, I felt like they were in danger at all because if you did a flipty floopty and then bounced on someone's head and like I have no idea. It was like uh, who whose line is it anyway? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> still, you know, and yeah, enjoyable somewhat for for a watch. It's not something that you will feel horrible leaving. All right, Devin, what about you? Um, I guess one other thing I wanted to bring up was just the soundtrack. 
because obviously when you talk about Space Jam, you got to talk about that soundtrack. But for this one, there wasn't much. It feels like they could have gone a similar route as the original where they kind of just get a bunch of artists and have them make these somehow iconic songs for the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I believe I can fly, fly like an eagle. You got Space Jam, obviously. Like, yeah, they kind of did that, like in the trailers leading up. But yeah, it wasn't really prominent, like in the actual films itself. It was, it was very, very strange. And but like, I've I've been listening to the original Space Jam soundtrack. It's just so freaking good. I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. and it's this movie. You know, like you guys keep saying, it's it's just I don't I don't think it deserves as much hate as it's getting. Like, no, it's not that great but you know what the first space jam wasn't all that great either to be completely honest but um i guess i wanted to ask you guys really quick so how was um your viewing experience Patrick? did you watch this at home or did you watch in the theater in theater in theater how how was your uh your audience like how did they react to it because i heard some people uh, gave it a standing ovation <laughs> like the things that are quick to for someone to remember like oh we're in mm. mad max it was really fun or like anytime they went into the world, it was really good. When they turned at the end, um, most people were pretty pretty up for it. I think yeah. it's what you both are saying. The beginning stretch of this, where they haven't gone into the universe, just yeah, I was kind of worried the first while. the first thirty minutes. I was like, oh, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, I was everyone. You know, everyone's waiting for the big game. You know that that is what everyone's waiting for. And you know, we knew they were going into that two D world and. I I I actually would have been okay if the tunes were just 2D the entire time because like that is just classic Space Jam, classic Lindy tunes. Um, the CGI it it felt a little bit animatronic. They they do not look nearly as good 3D. That that is that is just an IP that needs to stay 2D as much. Mm as possible <laughs> because that was i mean it wasn't like the worst but like this entire movie went through like some kind of development just issues because i believe they had an original like another director yeah the original they, director was justin lynn and then he yeah. went on to do to do fast nine <laughs> you know what maybe this was the right yeah idea. <laughs> He just Maybe. took some of the elements that he had from Looney Tunes and put it into Fast and Furious. You know why? That would have been awesome. I want to see that. They go into space. <laughs> I mean, that's that is true. They could have had some family in Looney Tunes. They did have all the family elements in Looney Tunes and Space Jam, and then they went to space in Fast Nine. Yeah, they kind of just reversed the the roles there. It's pretty. I would yeah. love Vin Diesel to try a Bugs Bunny impression <laughs> in Safe Family. No. Well, <laughs> oh my God. Well, did you, did you guys hear that they kind of, they're thinking about putting the rock in for if they're going to do a Space Jam 3. And like, I didn't see that. Oddly enough, I would want to see that. Can he be in a jungle? What? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's always in jungles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where Looney Tunes back in action. Forget <laughs> Space Jam. Let's see Looney Tunes back in action. Two with The Rock, I think, and Kevin Hart, and Does Kevin he have to Hart, train and- King Kong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he beats King Kong. That, that, that I would off. actually, yeah, that I would sign. actually go see. I would go see that for sure. The Rock, apparently, like, like after the original Space Jam, they wanted to do like a skate jam with Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, oh, a what? golf That'd jam with cool. Tiger Woods. I'd be in for that. 
Back yeah, then, they would do cool. that now if they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after, because they were talking with, uh, they were talking to Warner Brothers, was talking to Tony Hawk about doing like a skate jam. Because De- Devin watched that, Devin watched the Mr. Sunday movies uh, video. I know it for sure. Um, no, I, I just saw it on IMDb. Oh, wow. Anyway, <laughs> I did watch Mr. Sunday movies. They covered it over there. And um, apparently, with, um, with Tony Hawk, you know, Warner Brothers approached them. And said, hey, you know, we want to do like a skate jam kind of thing with Looney Tunes. And he said, yeah. And then Looney Tunes back in action came out. And then that tanked. And then like Tony Hawk never heard from Warner Brothers. <laughs> they just I mean, dropped still, it all. He's together. still around. He's, he's like, still around. I'll yeah. go make a roller coaster. Yeah. Yes. Or whatever that ride like, was. I, I would like to see the Looney Tunes back in just, I don't know. Cause with like Looney Tunes back in action, if they felt more at home because like it was, you know, Bourbon, California, like Warner Brothers Studios and they were, you know, making their own movies and it was silly and over the top, but like it was just fun. And I mean, Space Jam 2 is fun. Um, I don't know if it has a lot of rewatch. Well, for me, it doesn't, but I know for a lot of, you know, theorists and stuff out there, this is probably going to be one of the most paused movies of all time because so much Mm. like, okay, like who's this character? Who's this character? I saw Dorothy at one point. I was like, Oh my God, totally forgot that Mm. was Warner brothers, you know, from the words of a We need a different term for this because Easter eggs are hidden, but these weren't (laughs) hidden at all. It's like, (laughs) who's hidden within the crowd? (laughs) Very blurry. Who's, who's hidden within the crowd, Devin? That's the real question. Eggs or something. Just giant, <laughs> noticeable. It was weird. Like when I saw that Pennywise, I'm like, that is that that is not. Yeah, that does the not orange, The Clockwork Orange. Yeah, that one also very the does not. One. It's like, why are they there? And why does everybody feel like they're a Grand Theft Auto like character just wandering? Because nobody's <laughs> being themselves, right? They're all just like crazy sports fans yeah. invested the in the crowd game. was just so strange yeah. yeah, they weren't doing anything. It felt like you were playing Madden or something, and they were just yeah. kind of like. Hey, ah, yeah, and that's it. And, but and like, you had like cool Dom and the Squad. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. But like, what, if they what did you guys? Anything? I don't know. That or like, because like half of the of the crowd was like Warner Brothers IP property, and the other half were like actual humans. And then you had let a Dom. war begin. <laughs> exactly, you had Dom come in. He's playing for the Goon Squad, and I actually wanted to ask you guys about what did you think about that whole, you know, from. The aliens who kind of make a small little appearance, but two little reactions and that's it. Like they just two small little cutaways. But, um, you know, Dom's playing against his father and he's trying to win. I'm like, well, you realize if you win, everyone here is stuck and then the tunes get deleted. So it's like, was he playing to beat his dad or just to like try to spend some quality time with his father? It was kind of weird. I wasn't very yeah, clear. He was just about a confused that. little kid, I guess. I guess so. But what did you guys think of the Goon Squad? I kind of liked them. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked the designs they went with. It kind of matched the, the actual players that they were that they were using. And like yeah. how it's kind of like a recruiting pitch for LeBron to get more teammates. Like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> what about you, Patrick? I honestly didn't really I didn't know the players. So I was like, yeah, yeah they're 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 cool. But I, I don't think they beat the original for me, the Monstars. I, and oh, when they sure. showed up in that little cameo, that made me so happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was nice that they were there. It's like, oh, yeah, they are technically Warner Brothers property. It's just 
I don't know if they they haven't been in anything besides Space Jam. I think they were uh, created for that purpose. Mm-hmm. But Danny it would have been really cool if we saw Danny DeVito's character. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Playing the uh, the Mount Moron uh, goon over there. But yeah, um, man. Wow, 40 minutes talking about Space Jam 2. I didn't think I had this much left in me. <laughs> I'm so all. sorry. No, no, you're totally <laughs> fine. I wanted to uh, push it back to you guys. If there's any lingering thoughts you guys have before we get into our scores and uh, get on out of here. I need to rewatch the original. It's been a while. You didn't watch it before? No, I probably should have. <sighs> yes. <laughs> it's well, very short. Neither did the director. Like, apparently, yeah. they, he yeah. Yeah. Actually, actually yeah. didn't know anything that. about it. I was like... <laughs> I was like, yeah. "How are you going to make a space?" I, I could see that being intentional, though, because they didn't want to just do a reskin of the original. It's also tough to defend him. Like, yeah, your movie—it it feels like it. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> it feels like you haven't watched, but like it—it—it's not the worst out there. Not it's, the worst. It's got some heart. We've seen. Where I've seen worse movies this year. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, Tom and Jerry. Speaking of Warner Brothers, oh, I think that was definitely worse. Yeah, were they in? Th- they had to have been somewhere in that crowd. That oh, would have maybe. I don't know. I forgot. That, yeah, they are. I can't believe you brought that movie up. I forgot <laughs> yeah. that movie. That I one think, was like, painful. PTSD took me away from it. But yeah. wow, you guys, you guys didn't get the uh, the the Tom and Jerry Zack Snyder cut. You guys, you guys didn't <laughs> yeah. tune in for that. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> I clicked on it to check and I got so mad. I was like, no, it's still Tom and Jerry. I was, I was mad. I was at the gym and Zach Pub texted me. He's like, dude, 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 check this out. And I was like, oh my <laughs> crap, man, I'm at the gym. And I tried it when I got home. I'm like, no luck, <laughs> no luck whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, between Tom and Jerry and I think I watched uh, Earwig and the Witch. Uh, it's a Studio Ghibli film. Unfortunately, it's more of a movie for TV and it was just, I think that that in Thunder Force, it was just oh yeah. Bad. Oof, that was so rough. definitely everyone out there listening, go check out Space Jam. Uh, you know, a new legacy. You know, regardless of our thoughts, we're just giving our thoughts here, and you know, we did enjoy it. I watched it twice, so I can kind of gather my thoughts a little bit more, so I'm not just going off in a blind rage on Twitter saying, "Oh my God, this movie's terrible," blah 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 blah. But um, anything else you guys wanted to? touch on before we get into our scores i guess we can include it with the scores but i guess uh just do you think it was better than the first or worse nah oh yeah if i, have to I don't think it's one, better I'll than go the first back to the first yeah like i mean it's nostalgia yeah nostalgia yeah. bill murray and the soundtrack those are the big <laughs> three for me like, yeah that's the difference yeah the movie was no longer it was was not perfect in any sense of the word I, I think there's a lot of people out there who high who hold it to a higher regard than what it is but um you know even with the whole like lola bunny thing like i i think they did a good job with it um you know moving forward they kind of just like glossed over it you know anyone like, miss peppy Le Pew? i i did miss peppy Le Pew. if you I, got I, the I really orange boys in there just put peppy Le Pew in yeah well, how, was, how do they cancel him but not it's a clockwork yeah it's a guys. weird double standard yeah, because yeah, I mean, there was an entire article of Pepe Le Pew with like I think the like granddaughter, one of the relatives of the original creator of Pepe Le Pew, and they were actually defending Pepe, saying that like you know for that time it was just him pining over a woman, and of course he never got her, and even with Lola in the original, like 
I guess, you know, people say that she's sexualized, but like she does push back when it comes to, you know, people are calling her doll. Bugs Bunny was calling her doll. Um, even with the, the monsters, you know, she, she kind of asserted dominance and said, Hey, you know, like I'm, that's not who I am type of thing. And that's what I really like about Lola Bunny is that she is more independent. She's, she is herself. And she's, I definitely prefer the new look. It's uh yeah, yeah, I, I do. Not, I not do. as weird. And yeah. you know what's I, I, really stupid about those people that have got the... I'm going to sound off about all you creeps that yes, deserve to be in do. horny jail for all your stuff. Because, holy cow, she still has the exact same form. Nothing has changed from the first. She just, she just doesn't have the, a crop top. That's it. She's just wearing a <laughs> uniform that's the yeah. same as everybody else's. Like, yeah. when I saw her, I was like, what is your guys' deal? Bonk. Go to horny jail. You're ridiculous. They, they need the bonkiest <laughs> of bonks. <laughs> Uh, Lola Bunny wasn't thick enough, so it <laughs> Don Cheadle it was hotter. Yes, Don Cheadle was plenty thick. He was even he, when he was in that uh, Steve Jobs stuff. I was like, "Wow, turtleneck looks good on you, dude." Turtleneck, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he had he had quite a re- repertoire of suits going on. He did. He did. Like, he did. He really did. That silver kind of like I think it was I think it was more of a silver suit, more of like a silver denim type deal. I thought that was pretty sweet. But yeah, um, to answer your question, yeah, I, I, Devin, I think, I think the first one just, it is better for nostalgia, but you know, this will be someone's nostalgic, you know, movie out there, little kids. For me, I sat next to like a bunch of like, I, I'm assuming they were in high school or something. They literally talked to the entire movie, which was kind of annoying, but that's the reason why I wanted to watch it again at home. But I felt like, this is more of an at-home movie, at least for me. Not saying that you shouldn't go see it in theaters. Definitely support your local theaters when you can. But I just, I think I had more of a better time watching at home just because it was just me. Um, I didn't pause it at all. You know, I watched it all in one sitting. Um, it was just those little distractions. I didn't want to be like that guy and be like, hey, can you like, please shut up, whatever, whatever. But it was, it is what it is. But let's get into our ratings, uh, Patrick here. Uh, so. Patrick, what would you rate Space Jam: A New Legacy? We do, you know, the grade, the the grade rating scale, you know, A minus, B plus, all that jazz. And you can kind of convert it into your litter box score if you want. It's very hard, by the way. <laughs> I've tried it, but yeah. <laughs> no worries. So your your ABC score, right? I yeah, probably yeah. go for this either a B minus or a, uh, probably no. Yeah, that is hard to convert. Shoot. You messed it. I messed it up already. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to go C minus. Okay. C minus or D plus. Okay. All right. It, it'll yeah, it'll depend on how I feel like when it comes to these movies, you, you have so much social opinion that it's very mm-hmm. hard to be like, this is my rating for now and forever. And I'm going to hold to it. So I think <laughs> yeah. if it's going to dip, it's going to dip more into the five, you know, like for me, I do the 10. So 5.5 out of 10. So okay. I'd mm-hmm. probably go C minus D plus. Okay. Seven. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm right around that range. Probably uh, more more of the D D area. Just kind of not the best, but also not as horrible as everyone wants it to be. Okay, for me, it actually is sitting at a, a solid C minus. Uh, that's the grade I gave it over on the Incession Film uh, website. Definitely go check out my review there if you're more of a reader um, out there. But yeah, uh, C minus for me. Uh, like I said, the draft day sequence was just by far the best part. Everything that mm. was like 2D animated, I just, I ate up. And it's like, and that's another reason why I feel like this movie is geared towards like people our age as well. 
as adults, I mean, as kids, because you have the 2D part. You know, a lot of kids nowadays, I mean, if if it is 2D, it's very, very rare, but like they, they are used to more of the 3D animated space when it comes to a lot of these things and trying to appeal to both audiences. I feel like that's what this movie was trying to do, but um, well, uh, you know, kids I'm sure are loving it. If they are watching it, I, I don't know how many kids are watching this over, you know, nineties uh, adults because, you know, nineties nostalgia is very, very powerful. Um, They'd rather watch yeah. Clockwork Orange, it seems. Or I guess for Warner <laughs> yeah. Brothers, like you know, I'd rather watch what's behind there. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, C minus for me. Like it's it's okay, not great, but I definitely recommend people go see this movie. But that pretty much concludes our review of Space Jam: A New Legacy. Just wanted to thank Patrick again for coming on to the show. We definitely love to have you back. But before we get out of here, we like to give you a chance to you know. Uh, do your social plugs, tell everyone where they can find you and what's coming up um, review wise for you. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you too so much for having me on it. Seriously. I, I have loved this and hope to be back. Um, hopefully I didn't talk over the entire time. Uh, no, you're- <laughs> you can, uh, you can check out my podcast gaggle of geeks. Um, we're on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, also Patrick Brady reviews on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, just, you know, we've got old coming up tomorrow, the old screener. So we'll, yeah, I saw a couple tweets that have got me a little bit concerned and it is M. Night Shyamalan. a little disappointed. He, he is very 50, 50 for me. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens there, but thank you again so much for having me. No problem at all. Devin, you want to plug anything? That's your job. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And of course here on the film Optics podcast, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Again, over at Film Optics, that is Optics with an X. Uh, what's coming up on the pod, Devin? We have old. We're, we're gonna getting be re- old. Yeah, we're getting old. Yeah, we're getting old. Um, <laughs> we, we have old. Uh, we're probably going to be uh, reviewing later on this weekend. Uh, they'll be up sometime next week for you guys. Follow me over at Music City Nerd as well, because that's usually where I actually push all of our content. Um, it's just easier for me. And we also have our Green Knight review that we're going to be covering. And within the next few weeks, we have Marvel's What If series we're going to be covering here on the pod, as well as Suicide Squad. Man, oh man. It it's is getting very good reviews. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, it's we're starting to get into that, you know, holiday, um, you know, fall holiday season of movies, and you know, Dune's coming out October 22nd. I'm like, oh, it's 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 almost here like we're almost we're almost done with summer just a you know another month month and a half or so but those are everything that's coming up in the podcast again follow me over at music city nerd to kind of stay in the know with that and as well as film optics but um let's get on out of here for today and that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, we greatly appreciate it. If you can leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics, that is Optics with an X, to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>